This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. All right, so uh, today, as we recorded uh, today on Thursday, uh, earlier in the day, Sham Sharanya of the Athletic and Stadium uh, Sports uh, had an interview with Serge Ibaka and asked Serge about uh, playing for the Bucks and how that whole thing played out and why he decided he wanted out and the departure. And then obviously he ends up going to the Laker, Laker not Lakers, Clippers, and playing for Ty Lue. And Ibaka pretty much said that the reason he left was because of communication issues with Bud. Pretty much it. He knew before he signed the contract but made it clear to him, like, hey, no promises that you're going to play a ton here. And search so like, that's fine. You know, just want to know what's going on and just keep me in the loop, whatever. That's fine. I get it. Got Brooke Lopez. He gave Brooke Lopez some flowers, gave Bobby Portis some flowers. Like, he wasn't saying in the interview that he should have been playing in front of either one. He knew his role. Fine. But Bud did say, you know, injuries happen. You know, you probably get some run. Fine. Well, then injuries do happen. Guys get nights off, whatever the case may be. Got no run. Then these guys get healthy. He plays a game all of a sudden and then sits for another two or three weeks after that. And at that point, he's like, that's it. I'm done. They're not telling me what's going on. They're not telling me what I'm playing, what I'm not playing, kind of in the dark in this whole thing. Um, And he asked out. Then he goes to the Clippers and Ty Lue would call him on a given morning and be like, hey, dude, next two, three games, probably not going to play. Go with the young guys. And then call him another day be like, hey, man, going to give you some run tonight, so be ready to go. All right, sounds good. He goes, that's all. And Ibaka said, that's all I wanted from Milwaukee. If they could have done that, that's fine. And then he said, also in the interview, he'd go talk to the front office, and they'd tell him something else, and then you'd have Bud doing his thing. Marzian, I don't want to overreact, but I'm a little mad about John Horst right now in this front office. I, I got to be honest, after hearing this, because... If he went to horse and he said front office to be specific, he did not say John horse by name. He said front office. When I think of front office, I think it's him, Peter Fagan, those guys. Okay. So I'm assuming horse is considered front office. If he went to John horse and complained about this and got no resolution and nothing changed, 
then that's on the GM for not having his head coach communicating better with his players at the end of the day. Unless I'm missing something, but if Horse knew and then said, nah, whatever, old guy, I don't care, whatever, whatever, deal with it. If that's kind of how this whole thing went, that's that's not a good look, I don't think, for this Bucks front office. Uh, and obviously, Bud's out of a job now, but I, I don't I don't like how it made the Bucks look. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides of this. It's Part of you is absolutely like, yeah, that's disappointing to hear. It's not what you want from your franchise and from your coach to be. And I mean, again, it's no longer our coach, so we don't have to worry about that. But it just to not be transparent about that, to not be providing that communication, because Serge did say that, as you as you said, you know, before the before he signed, it wasn't like Bud was promising him a spot in the rotation and saying you're going to play and don't worry and we're going to get minutes. He said there's no promises, but stuff can happen and maybe you'll get minutes. And it's the the disappointing part is yeah, just finding out that as Serge said, the most disappointing thing for him was that he he just didn't get the communication part of it, which which is the most basic part of just telling you, okay, this is how we're this is how we're feeling right now. This is what we're thinking. This is, you know, what you should kind of expect. Now, on the flip side, I don't know necessarily. I, the way he talks about it was like there were guys injured, and he really had a chance to play a ton. I don't really know what he's referring to there because we got him at the end of the twenty twenty one two twenty two season, so not this past season, but the year before. Well, Brooke came back. He, we got him at in February at the deadline. Brooke came back, and in that was like a month later. So he really only had a month to play before Brooke came back, and he did play that entire. He played. I mean, he, he was playing. I'm going to quickly do this from the time we got him until Brooke came back. Essentially, he was playing 18 minutes a game. Yep. So he got 18 minutes a game when Brooke Lopez was out. Brooks, Brooke comes back on March 14th, 2022. And obviously then that's going to cut into his minutes. He doesn't play as much the rest of the season. And then last year, Brooke Lopez paid, played 78 games. What? Do, when did you expect to, like, I don't really know what the confusion was on his part because like, does Bud really need to tell him, hey, Brooke's healthy, so you're not playing that much. I feel like that's kind of a given. Um, if Brooke had missed half the season last year and he still wasn't playing, I would understand it. But there was not a single point where I was like, man, we really should be playing Serge Ibaka more. And, you know, not it, it was not only because he doesn't look very good, which is a whole other part of this of like, I mean, he didn't deserve to play to begin with. But again, just because like Brooke Lopez was arguably our healthiest player last season. So when did he, I don't really know what he's referring to of like it, these injuries happened. I mean, I know Giannis missed some time, but I just didn't see Serge Ibaka being the guy to fill that role. I just never really understood. I didn't know where he was referring to where like he should have been getting minutes and wasn't. Um, the only part of it that is disappointing is that communication part. But I, I just, it kind of goes, there's, there's two sides of this because part of me is like, I, I don't really know what he's referring to. This is the problem. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's the second uh, person now that's had an issue with communication with Bud. The other one was Jay Crowder, who I said, 
I don't care if Jay Crowder's mad or not because Jay Crowder didn't look old and slow when he was out there. So it is what it is. Fine. But Crowder also complained about the same thing about why did you sign me and make all of this big to do about getting me and trading for me from Phoenix? Why did you do all this and then sit me and let me watch the entire playoffs, uh, the playoff series? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why did we go through all this to not play me at this point? So he was mad at Bud, too. So now you've had Abaka earlier in the year being mad at Bud for not communicating. And I'm not saying Abaka should have played. I'm just talking about the communication part of things, right? And now you get to Crowder, who comes in later to essentially replace Abaka, if you want to look at it that way, and have more of a significant role than Abaka. And he doesn't get the run that he deserves, and he gets mad at Bud and that coaching staff. I don't think he comes back if Bud is still here, to be honest with you. I don't think there's any chance. I think he's going somewhere else for a better minimum, like he signed for here, but he would have played somewhere else. He wasn't going to come back and play for Bud. So it's a different coaching staff, so they convince him to come back and play. I go back to John Horse in the front office. That's another situation where you traded for a dude, and you could say whatever you want. Oh, five-second round picks. Who cares? Fine. That can be your stance. But either way, you still gave up capital, draft capital, that you could have used on other players at some other time going forward. Instead, you wasted it on him, and then your coach didn't play him. So who was really running the show here for Milwaukee last year? Was Bud kind of running the show and telling John Horst in the front office, dude, I'm coaching the team the way I want. I got a championship. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I'm going to do it the way I want. Was that going on? And he was just ignoring what Horst in the front office was telling them? Were they not talking by the end of the season? Were they both mad with each other? Like, there, To me, there's more to the story here going on between the front office and the coaching staff than maybe people realize. I am not entirely sure if I agree with that, just because, I, I don't know. I feel like these are, I mean, they're both veteran players that probably think they have more left in the tank than they do. We're talking about Jay and Serge. Mm-hmm. Um and that can just lend itself to that can lead to this type of stuff happening where these guys just feel like they deserve to play and the coach is like well they can't they're not going to say that you're going to play but they also in the Jay Crowder situation especially I don't know if Bud even knew whether he was going to play or not I think it was more of like we're going to go bake we have so that team last year was so many options how can you like well then he should have told horse he didn't need him he should have said, John, we're good. We don't need another guy. I, we got enough guys. No, we're fine. Everyone at the deadline, hold on, because at the deadline, I think everyone thought, and I think the whole, I think I think Bud thought this. I think the front office thought this. All the fans thought this. Jay Crowder thought this, that Jay was going to play a significant role in the playoffs. We both did. Yeah. Would you agree that Jay Crowder was worse than you expected him to be? Yes. Old and so, slow is what he looked like. Yes. It I that's a I, again, I don't understand where this I can't criticize Bud too much on this because I didn't see like I wasn't sitting there going, Why aren't you playing Jay Crowder? Because I saw Jay Crowder looking not good. And I was like, you know what? I don't blame him for just going somewhere else and saying, Hey, he doesn't have it. Like, let's just let's just go with someone else. And does that mean that he should be like telling Jay Crowder, hey, I'm not playing you? No, because he doesn't know that he's not. He, he doesn't know for sure that he's just not playing him anymore. Because what if Joe Ingles is sucking out there? He might want to say, hey, I'm throwing Jay Carter back in there. I think there was just a lot of options on the table. And Bud was kind of just playing it as things went. 